The Creed Podcast. episode of the Creed podcast. It's been a little bit of time between uh, podcasts for us, but we're keen to be back. So, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Good, mate. I've uh, I've missed our little recording sessions. You know, it's very nerve-wracking early on when you try and start a podcast, but um, I think the more we do it, like anything, it'll just get better and improve and really looking forward to um, when we get our proper setup. Well, we yeah, can start 100%. getting getting some people in and start having a good chat and hear about people's stories. It's always good. Not saying that we haven't got you know good stories to tell, but yeah, it'd be good to branch out a bit. And um, yeah, so what have you been up to, mate? Yeah, well, it's back to uni for me, which is a a nice sort of change. I, I'm not a huge fan of a break between trimesters during the year. I'd rather get it done straight away. But yeah, final trimester, so I'm on the home stretch of my counselling degree. Unis, mate. This this seems to be breaks all yeah. the time. Yeah, like, especially this year that we got an extended week because it's all online. But uh, yeah, you just do what you got to do. But definitely looking forward to finally finishing the degree. Yeah. So so take COVID out of the factor. Like how many how many weeks is it in a yeah it? between trimesters during the year? It's about a month. Yep. But because everything basically got delayed a week. And so, if your exams finished later than they were meant to, you were mm. given five weeks. Yep. So, for me, yeah, I had five weeks off. And it just got to a point where it's like, and you couldn't even work too much either. So, mm. you're pretty much just sitting around twiddling, twiddling your thumbs. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, what about you, mate, back at school? Uh, yeah, yeah, back at school. It's always it's always tough to get back into the grind after, after a nice relaxing holiday period. That uh, first week back is a bit of a blur. Fortunately... Uh, last week, our first week back was full of a lot of athletics carnivals, so mm. we got to be outside for most of the week, so that was a, a good way to ease back into the the term. Um, I remember last time we were doing our podcast, we were talking about your upcoming uh, first footy game. Mm. Mate, uh, how did that go? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of an interesting one. Uh, personally, probably wasn't my best game, and team-wise, probably wasn't our, our best game. We just, just lost, but... Um, no, it's it's a, it's an interesting season because it's only an eight week comp, but because there's no needful competition, which is the, yeah. the competition a few leagues above mm. us, all the players from that are now going down divisions, and so yeah, we're playing like one of the blokes I played against was on the Suns list a few years ago. Um, he was just jumping around playing like we're witches at basically, <laughs> but um, yeah, we can only go up from there. Let's say I've that. noticed. I mean. Like is all the Victorian AFL yeah. teams are up here on the coast? Are they all based on the Gold Coast, or they are Brizzy and that as well? Ah, uh, there were a couple that were based in Sunny Coast. Yep. But I'm pretty sure majority of them now are all on the Gold Coast. And yeah, it's pretty cool. Like even going to Pack Fair at work a couple of times, you'll see a group of players around, and I reckon they'd be loving it because they're nobodies here. Yeah, yeah. So they've, yeah, they've sort of escaped that footy bubble, and now they can sort of just yeah have some time to themselves and enjoy it. I've only been to uh, Melbourne a couple of times, and I remember walking through town there in the middle of town, and there's there's guys that are just all decked out in their team yeah. colours. Doesn't matter what time of day it is, they're just screaming the chant, chanting the song, and yeah. stuff like that. They're, they're passionate, live and breathe it down there. Yeah, it's there in Adelaide. It's basically the footy hubs. Um, yeah, they're, they're crazy, and if you don't go for the team that someone else supports, yeah. 
considered at the enemy. But um, no, it's it's good, and it's good that Queensland footy's sort of getting a bit bigger now, and hopefully they get a boost from it too. So how's it? The Suns were doing all right. They won a few on the trot, didn't they? Are they dropping off again? Ah, uh, no, oh, they had a good start, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm a Port boy, so I care more <laughs> about them, and they're on the top of the ladder. So that's all I care about at the moment. But yeah, enough of that. Uh, what are we talking about today, mate? Uh, we're going to talk about self-care and how critical it is to our own well-being um, to really take the time to take care of ourselves and be aware of um, how we're travelling. Um, this is something that I've just really, I suppose, in the last two to three years really honed in on and been aware of sort of uh, different stages or, or times uh, where I am really needing to just stop um, and take the time for myself to recharge, uh, be aware of different sort of triggers, um, and, and I'm getting better at probably um, catching myself going down, say, a slippery slope where I'd, I'd get awareness early on, so then I can recharge before it becomes probably a bit more serious or, you know, leading to something like that. So... Um, Wait, when we talk about self-care, what does that mean to you, mate? Just off the top of your head. Uh, yeah, like, I probably found out the hard way that, like I, I've talked about it a fair bit now, but it's in order to invest time into others, you need to invest time into yourself. And for me, that is self-care. So yeah. it's, like you said, like noticing the warning signs, and that's a massive one. Because if you're able to sort of realize earlier on, yeah, I'm feeling pretty flat then you're able to then focus on that and actually care for yourself because there's been so many times where I've done, I've bitten off way too much more than I could chew. I've done volunteering here, volunteering there, job here, job there, uni, plus footy and then thinking, all right, more is better and then I realised two months in, like, far out, I can't keep this up and then in doing that, I was doing worse at each and everything because I wanted to spread myself too thin. So... Yeah, that's basically it for me, man. Like, just valuing yourself enough and then realizing, yeah, right, time for me is important just to, yeah, worry about myself. Yeah, I think, I think that's the big thing, isn't it? Because we've all got, you know, loved ones around us or, or areas we're focusing mm-hmm. on. And it's, and when you have a big heart, you just naturally tend to be focused on them. For me, it might be my family and, and my beautiful wife. But if I'm always just outward and, and doing everything for them, and then, you know, obviously it can, I can get worn down myself or, mm. or you feel guilty early on before you're aware of in the importance of this. Yeah, it's, it's definitely of, seen as a negative. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Taking time for yourself. And it's a shame, like really, because there's such an emphasis now on like well-being, especially yeah. now with the virus and everything. Like on the radio, it talks about well-being. Every ad break on TV, it's like, we can do this Australia. And then, but we don't. And you think it's, it's also one of those things where you... If you do almost like a little bit mm. regularly, um, then it's going to be a good preventative thing instead yeah, of saying, you know what, I've got to take a week off work mm. or uni and, and do nothing and, you know. Yeah. If you this, if you work out what the early signs are and or you have built into your routines a daily thing where you – and whatever it is for you, you know, it could be for me, I love to just go, you know, sit outside early morning when it's nice and quiet, sun's just coming up have me hot chocolate or something and just, you know, have some me time yeah, or same it. thing on the other end of the day, you know, but whatever it is, whatever is juicy you, then yeah. um, recharges you. I think that's, it doesn't have to be big. I think that's the thing. 
Yeah. I think, and the importance is doing certain things and just doing them regularly. Yeah. People definitely do get turned off by it. Yeah. Like they think, so it's like with mindfulness. With mindfulness, they think it's meditation. Mm. And then people who are just naturally against it go, oh, no, nah, I'm against mindfulness. With self-care, it's like, oh, I don't have enough time to take a day off. Like I've mm. got too much work to be doing. Whereas it's not necessarily taking a day off. It's just taking 10 minutes out of every day mm. and then going, yeah, like this, is, this needs to be done. Because there's no point doing things when you can't do them well. Yeah. And I've probably found out the hard way that, yeah, I was doing too much, but now it's like I've learned to say no, and learning to say no is probably a big thing. It's a hard, it's a hard balancing act because at the time you you think, well, you are you, you're doing the best you mm. can with however you're feeling at the time, and it's not until I guess wisdom reflection that you know we talk about a lot, where um where you actually go, you know, you know what that I wasn't probably at my best there or. You know, you just find, be able to reflect on little things, you know, so. Yeah, like the, the topic of self-care, it can be really general. It can be it can be broad. It can be very specific. And we're going to attempt to make it specific. But like at the same time, we don't want to just be talking like we're professionals. Like yeah. there are plenty of smarter people out there. And especially for the female side of it, like female women, like they have so much going on as well we're not talking mm. from a, a male perspective saying yeah our life's tough mm. we're we're talking generally that it is normal to feel not normal yeah. not okay so yeah I'll, I'll hand it over to you mate and we can get into the some specifics of why self-care is important yeah just looking at some statistics um there's no denying that self-care really is important because according to the beyond the blue uh, organization which does fantastic work in the community with people suffering from depression anxiety or struggling uh, with suicidal thoughts um, there's three million people that suffer from either depression or anxiety wow and that is yeah that's staggering yeah. Um, so basically one in eight men will suffer from depression at some stage in their life and one in five females and with anxiety, men, one in five men will suffer anxiety and one in three women will suffer anxiety mm. in their lifetime. Um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on that? It's quite alarming. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worrying. Hey, like when you put it into perspective, it's every basically every eighth man you walk past in the street mm. has got crap going on and you probably wouldn't be able to point out out of the eight blokes who's got mental health issues and same with the women like Everyone puts on a brave face, pretty much. So, I think it's um yeah like when you say that I I think okay if I, as a teacher I'm in a class I could have a class of you know say twenty say thirty for instance mm-hmm. and same thing you look at that and go you, on the surface yeah, you know everyone you just you know unless they're presenting with something you know kids are pretty good at you know putting a face on. Yeah, so potentially that could be, you know, in, in my class of 30, there could be six to ten people that are, yeah. are, are struggling with anxiety. Definitely. Or, you know, four to six that might be struggling with depression. And that's, yeah. that's yeah, that's mind-blowing because... It makes you conscious on, like, you really got to be careful what you say to people, hey? Yeah. Like, the whole, the whole thing, especially in school, is bullying. Like, you could say one thing and it could just tip a person over the edge. It, so. it, yeah, we're, we're so good at just putting masks on, isn't it? Like, you, mm. you just walk through a shopping center, whether you're playing sport, 
whatever. Everyone seems to be. Everyone seems to be okay. It's like, how you going, mate? Yeah, yeah okay. No, everyone's just. That's the natural answer. Is like, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, how are you? Good. And obviously, we're we're focusing from a bloke's perspective here because yeah. that's who we are, and that's just especially the Australian culture. To I think these figures even more so because it's not seen as normal to yeah. open up, share your feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, tell you talk to your mates when you're down, because you know you seem as as weak or yeah. pussy if you do that, mate. You can't do that. No. So, um, and what's even more staggering here, also with the Beyond Blue, because things can progress, because you, you might have the anxiety and um, and have a, and if the depression builds up, sadly that can lead to potential suicidal thoughts. And I've got some stats here, which is very alarming that. Six men in Australia take their own lives, mm. but also 82 um, f- f- call an ambulance with um, some suicidal thoughts. Wow. That's daily. So to think that that someone, a man, a man can get to that point where he's just like, there's no hope, you know, when the reality is there's generally going to be plenty of people around him yeah. that are there for support, but they, they're that focused that... Um, they have no one, and it's it's not worth their lost hope. And hope is such a yeah. It's it's worrying now. It's like you'd imagine what those statistics are with this whole lockdown situation, yeah. especially in Victoria. Like, and it's a shame that in a way it doesn't get advertised. Mm. Like, there's not like considering like how we're going in Australia, we're doing pretty well mm. with the virus, and there's been a lot more suicides or suicidal attempts happen. And we wouldn't know about it unless you do the research. And not many people mm. do the research because it's, in a way, it's depressing in itself. Like, why would you want to look at that? But, um, like, I think it's important for us because we've said these things and things can become triggers for people. But in general, if, you, if you're not feeling good, just remember you've always got support network a bit around you. Um, even though it might not seem like it, there's basically, no matter who you are, there's someone willing to listen. Um, yeah, and just know that life is worth living. And um, if you do get to a point where, yeah, you're struggling and it's getting to a point where, yes, yeah, it's getting far too hard for me to even bother, um, Beyond Blue do have their number um, readily available for them and it's 1300 224636. Um, I think it's very important to emphasize that. Um, for us, that yeah, it's not weak to speak. Um, no, that's right. But it's um, it's definitely important too that we keep checking in on our mates, yeah. our family, our relatives, anyone to, to not just make that assumption that yeah everything is going right because we know, we, like we said, we all put on the face, put on the mask, we all we all give that to really in in the, and we know we can only have so many people in our circle that we can. Um, give time to and that and family's always first with us but but to really sew into them and to go past that that layer to really check in that mm. people are doing all right because i think this the same thing if if you're doing this sort of regularly if we're just checking in regularly and um and that's part of the self-care too just being able to have that that talking relational thing um to feel connected and part mm. of part of your family or community then I think maybe you don't go down that slippery slope as bad, you know. Yeah. So for me specifically, like I'm a big believer that social media has a 
a negative influence on the the way we're living as human beings. Um, and yeah, it sucks, but I feel like it portrays people living the perfect life. Mm. And then there's these people that are already feeling rubbish, feeling crap, and then they're looking and they're going, oh, why are they living such a best life? Yeah. Like, why are they feeling so good about themselves? And it, like, it sucks because people, it's so easy for them to type, I'm feeling unreal. I'm doing really good today. Mm. I did good last week. Job's unreal. I'm doing really well at uni, getting good grades. Whereas it's like, they could be doing rubbish, mm. but they're just portraying themselves to be living their best life. And for someone that's, yeah, feeling average, that, that could tip them over the edge. And that's the scary thing. Something so slight can tip someone over the so edge. So why, why do you think they have that pressure to keep up the appearances? I think it's just the way, it's in a way, I reckon social media snowballed. Mm. It's gone from a platform where people can share their lives a little bit, like with friends. Yeah, friends and family was yeah. the focus, wasn't well, Facebook it? was like you only added people, yeah. friends and family. Yeah. You only had, well, at most, 100 people. That yeah. was pushing it. Yeah. Whereas now, majority of people have 1,000 friends on Facebook. They're not even yeah. friends. It's, no, yeah, there's right. 1,000 people on Facebook. Yeah. And they don't know who they are. It's just, yeah, they've clicked add friend. And mm. same with Instagram. Like People's jobs or careers are focused on Instagram. Mm. People have made careers out of social media. And that's like people have become so reliant. And so like people now, in reality, like they're nobodies, but they've got 20,000 followers mm. at least. And then they go, oh, I'm going to live like this person with 20,000 followers. Mm. And then when they realize I actually can't get to that, then that's when they get tipped over the edge. And for me, like social media, like especially Instagram, posting that perfect photo, it's like it's whether you're tanned enough. Say for females, they want to be tanner than they are. People are putting filters on their photos. Yeah. And that's what that's the hard part. And like people want to be fit and healthy. You got the gym junkies posting on Facebook. They're not necessarily the fittest and healthiest. They're just the angle of their camera is positioned mm. a little bit better than what you're doing. Mm. And it makes them, yeah, I'm oh, I'm not as good looking. I'm working so hard, but why can't I look like them? It's all about this perception that people are putting out there. And the big one for me is the wealth side of social media. Yeah. It is so easy for someone to post saying that, yeah, they're doing unreal financially. They just bought this car. They've bought a new house. They've got three houses. Like, it is so easy. But reality, like, they just got that car with finance. They, they got a loan. Like, mm. they're in debt. And that's what's so frustrating is because social media allows us to do that. It allows us to live a life that we're actually not living. Mm. I don't know what you think about it, but for me, it's frustrating in a way because... Rather than actually, yeah, working hard and earning the money to, to buy six houses, they're living in debt. They've they've had their parents pay for everything. They've mm. they've lucked out with one good idea and then they've wasted all that money on stupid things. They're, they're eating out at the richest places possible. Whereas for me, it's like, I would love to eat out every day, but yeah. I can't. But then you see people posting every day, like, oh, that'd be nice to go out every morning and buy a cup of coffee. Mm. Whereas for me, after... I have to make it at home because it's just reality. I can't keep spending money. Do you think it, I mean, tying this back to self-care, it's, it comes down to, because everything's so instant, mm. you know, you just pick up our phones now and scroll through our feeds and you would see everything you just talked about. Yeah. And um, the fact that that's just in our face, no longer is our phones the old original Nokias where yeah. you just, you know, call someone or send a text and that was it and play a bit of Snake. Yeah. Um, Every, you, you got your walking computers there. 
Um, and, and the fact that we have everything that's instant and, and it's so quick and suddenly that's gone and the next thing is just, yeah. you know, the attention span yeah, is sure. there and it's and it can be a lot of pressure, you know, those expectations. Like, I think even if we don't, like, say that it's, you know, I'm not focusing on that, whether it's finance, what yeah. you're talking about, the fact that subconsciously we're exposed to this all the time. Yeah. It, it's got to be doing some some damage there, or, yeah. or you know, getting into your subconscious well, thoughts. Yeah, well, there, you, you know? you're watching these people live their lives and going, "Oh, I should be doing that too." Yeah. Whereas for you, the thing that might fulfill you as a human being is to volunteer for free. Hmm. Like, for for me, I I personally benefit from helping others, hmm. but that doesn't look like I can't post as many photos on Instagram by doing that because it's a lot of behind the scenes sort of stuff. Like with this. The Zoom meetings that you and I did for the boys, yeah. there's not much that we can do to present to people and go, have a, have a look how good we are. Because yeah, yeah. it's a lot of like just one-on-one work sort of thing. Yeah, that's uh, personal stuff too. Yeah. It's stuff that it's not, a, it's not about portraying, you know, us or other people they're exactly. doing. It's just, it's just doing what, what you know is right and, and what, you know, brings you enjoyment. Yeah, like the, the social media topic that I just mentioned then, like that... The reason I mention that is because it proves the point on why self-care is critical. Mm. Like, it's because we're so, we've got so much access to things now that can actually hurt us, Mm. not physically, but deep down. And that's why for me, that's why I believe self-care is critical. But it it also, like you said, Woody, it it makes us think that everything is instant. Mm. So when people try, let's, let's, let's just take 10 minutes out today just to see how I'm feeling. It's not necessarily going to make you feel good there and then. Mm. It's in the long run. You've got to lay that foundation. What do you reckon? Yeah, it's the whole um, keeping up with the Joneses thing too, isn't mm. it? Whereas if you if you don't do X, Y, Z, then suddenly you have this, you, you know, it's not a rational thought, but it's irrational that you're going to be left behind or, you know, you're not going to reach this goal. Mm. Like the expectations, you, you have to be do, do, do all the time. Yeah. But we're just saying, yeah, I think the, the misconception with self-care is uh, if, you, if you do take time for self-care, then you are missing out. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything right now. But yeah. you actually are, and it's, and it's critical because you are, we use the same analogy, you're, you know, you're putting your batteries on recharge. Yeah. It takes some time. You can't do anything. It, it's got to take that time for them to recharge, whether yeah. it's, you know, an hour, two hours, four hours, whatever it is. Um, but you know, once that's recharged, it's going to go well. Yeah, like and there's, there is nothing wrong with doing nothing. Yeah. And like that's the whole thing with this technology thing now. It's like technology is so good because it allows us to do more. Mm. But at the same time, it's... It's a double-edged sword, yeah, isn't it? It's, and um, another thing, and this could be a bit of a side note, is was a lot of times we're just so caught up in um, worrying about what other people think, for sure. You know, other people's opinions. And you know, obviously, I'd love to talk about this in a lot more depth at another time. But that's a massive one. I know it's something I've sort of struggled with as well. And I think growing up, naturally, it's you know our parents' opinions or opinions of um, people that we might look up to. It might be a teacher at the time or a sports coach or yeah. something like that. And anything they say, it could be something that's, you know, encouraging or it could just be a, a, a critical 
offhand remark and it, yeah. it, can, it can cut deep and it can stay with you for a long time. Yeah. So I think it's important to, with the self-care too, is to, is to be able to decipher, you know, what is true, what is real, yeah. whether it's things in your past there that you, you're not clinging on to. So you can just, you know, you got the, the filter in your mind and you can, and you got the bin. You can throw just like on your computer with a cycle bin. You can you can you can take the good stuff in, let it absorb there, and get rid of the the trash that doesn't belong. Yeah, belong there, man. But um, we're obviously heading in more of the direction now for this podcast on the how. Yeah. So how can we implement self care? How can we take steps to improve ourselves in this area? Um, for me, like I feel it's really important to embrace. Seems a bit stupid, but embrace the negativity or mm. embrace any self-doubt. Yeah. Because I, I'm a big believer that when you're at your strongest, that's when you get knocked down. So I know that if I'm, yeah, some things haven't gone my way, it's because I'm doing something right. Like I'm on the right step, but this is just a speed bump. Yeah. Um, and it's in doing that, it, it teaches you to learn that, yeah, it's okay to not be, a hundred percent all the time. Mm. Like it's completely normal to feel like wake up feeling average one day. Mm. But for us, especially from the male perspective, it's like toughen up. Yeah, that's all you got to do is toughen up. Um, but like, there's a there's a little bit of a note that I found, and it it's all about embracing negativity or like taking the courage um, to put yourself in things that might make you feel fearful. But it's we can choose the courage to put ourselves in the vicinity of the things we fear over and over again until we grow more comfortable and then confident. Mm. It's basic, It's just basically taking that sort of leap of faith or that little step towards a direction where it's like, all right, this is a bit uncomfortable. I'm a bit vulnerable now. What can I do to embrace it? And what can I do to overcome it? Mm. And that's the, that's the hard thing now because people don't actually see, people only see each other's successes. They don't see the journey in a way. Yeah, and you like we emphasize you and I that everyone has their own journey, and in that journey there is crap. Well, it's interesting because yeah, you, you, when you actually, <clears throat> sorry, you see on um, stories of successful people, um, and when you actually hear their their whole story, not just what's portrayed, you know, they've they're billionaires or they're successful yeah. sports star, or whatever, they'll actually tell you. No, it's it's all about the journey. Hundred percent. It's all about the journey. You know, they, they had plenty of failures, plenty of struggles, but they they learnt to, you know, take that self care to to discover, you know, the the good and the bad things. Um, they they need to, and they just build, use those as building blocks, and focus on their on their goals. But um, yeah, it's definitely hundred percent with that journey, and also, um, it's critical to just know know the signs. Yeah, that's and it. that's that can be different, to obviously, to different people. But the better you get at knowing the signs where you need to take that time to to pull up stumps and just have have a bit of time out. And I think, like we said before, ideally, it's instead of being reactive, just be proactive and mm. just plan plan that in. That's it. Whether it's ideally daily, and it can be as little as five minutes. Um, but you know, where you're worth more than that. It's so, just having the intention to, yeah. to better yourself. It, it, yeah, like you said, it, it doesn't matter how long it is, but as long as you're doing it for you, mm. like there's plenty of times, 
like for me personally, I've had a lot of anxiety issues and stuff. Yeah. But like, it's impossible to get help when you're being forced to get help. Mm. Like it just won't work. And for ages, I was like, yeah, the right thing for me is to do that. But I just couldn't embrace it. Yeah. And it just was pointless. There was no reason to do it. But the the moment that you take that little step of faith and go, all right, I'm doing this for me to better myself, for no one else. Yeah, it's important to have loved ones and everything in your life and you're doing it for them. Mm. But in order to to live your best life for them, you need to worry about yourself. Mm. And like we could we could talk about this all day. I think the the the, the biggest hurdle for people is gonna get just getting over that this is critical for for your benefit but it's also going to help those around you because mm-hmm. it's just getting over that hurdle of no it's not selfish to take self-care like that i think that just breaking that mindset down that it is okay and, and it is needed it's critical yeah um and then the hows are okay you know and the next thing out there is surrounding surrounded with support you know so whether that's your mates you know, whether it's sporting mates or, or whoever or extra family, checking in with each other. We already talked about blocking out time. The other thing is is looking at the holistic health. Yeah. You know, a lot of people can go down a pathway of, yeah, self-care. I'm, I'm going to go to the gym nonstop and they spend yeah. two hours a day there. And, you know, some people lose that. But looking at the whole thing and we really take time to look at our emotional and mental health. Yeah. You know, so let's just look at the whole thing and it's and it's very individual too, mate. Yeah, definitely. But um I guess probably leads us into the seed of the podcast, mate. So what if someone was sort of phased out a little bit during our talk right now, what's something that you would want them to take out of this right now? Yeah, I think look it's just like I said, it's not selfish to take regular time for yourself. Mm-hmm. And something that I always say, and I really believe, and it's if your cup is empty, you cannot fill others up. Yeah. You know, and we, especially people that have a big heart for others, you just you cannot continue to be outward focused and give, give, give without taking time to recharge for yourself. So, if your yep. cup is empty, know those signs. Take the time um, to fill that back up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just like we said previously um, in this podcast, uh, we did use these statistics from Beyond Blue, and we just wanted to just mention the number again. It's one three hundred two two four six three six. If you're ever feeling any sort of self doubt, any anxiety, any sadness, it can be honestly anything. Um, it's not a joke, um, and don't think nothing of it as well. Mm-hmm. I reckon it's important to to emphasize that it could be something. Um, and yeah, just address it. And there's plenty of people in your life that are willing to listen, um, even though it might not seem like it. If not, we're there. Hundred percent, mate. Hit us up. But yeah, um, that that wraps us up. Uh, we could honestly talk about this topic for a long time, but we've tried to make it as concise as possible, and we'll hopefully get some some guests that actually know what they're talking about too. That's yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> but um, nah, pleasure as always, mate. Yeah, mate, it's been a really good chat. I've really enjoyed it. It's very beneficial and I can't talk about this sort of stuff enough. Mm. So, till next time, mate. Awesome. Got you, bro. See you later.